And welcome back to another edition of the On The Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean On The Mic, a.k.a. Sean T. Happy Wine Now Wednesday to all. As always, joined by my main man, my wonderful co-host, William Trucci, a.k.a. Will C., who's east of me holding it down. Will, happy Wine Down Wednesday, pal. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing good, Sean. Can't complain. Wednesday is upon us and, you know... We always start off the show, you know. Guess what day it is? Who's better than than us? Oh, I forgot it's Wednesday. How could I? <laughs> How could I forget it's Wednesday? Yeah. Well, the camel is very, very mad. Well, <laughs> oh man, yep. so mad. But anyway, yeah. we'll also always yep. the camel is very, very mad. Very, very mad, pal. Will, awesome job. Always glad to have you. But we're joined by a very special guest back with us for another episode. I can officially call him a veteran of the On The Board Sports podcast, host of the Loose Thoughts podcast, talking about my man, Lord Phil, who I also play flag football with, a fellow captain on the team, one of my guys. Phil, what's going on, man? Thank you for coming on the show, man. Another episode, wow. It's wow, lit. I'm, like a, I'm, like a, I'm like a regular staple. I like it. I like it. I always thought about starting my own sports podcast. I might as well just forget that. You are a staple. <laughs> You're a staple, bro. You're a staple. I might as well forget that and just fucking be on this because I'm always here. I appreciate you coming, man. I appreciate you coming. Thanks so, guys, for me. yeah, man. Guys, the NFL did it. They found a way to complete 256 games. Playoffs, playoffs, yes, the playoffs are here. New, new, um, season, new season, and not only that, uh, 14 teams make the playoffs and not 12. Only the top seeds get a bye. So, fellas, so just recap real, real quick number one seed in AFC, the AFC West champion, the Chiefs, Buffalo Bills won the East, Steelers won the North. And my Tennessee Titans won the South in the okay. NFC. And <laughs> the NFC, the Green Bay Packers and most likely MVP Aaron Rodgers, they're the number one seed. The Northern Saints won the South, they're the two seed. The three seed, the winners of the West are the Seattle Seahawks. And the fourth seed with a losing record, the Washington football team at seven and nine. And the wildcard teams in the AFC, the fifth seed, Baltimore, the sixth seed belong to the Colts, and the seventh seed belongs to the Browns. In the NFC, the fifth seed belongs to Tampa Bay, the sixth seed belongs to the Rams, and the seventh seed belongs to the Chicago Bears squeaking in week 17. So guys, let's start with the Saturday games. Let's start with the first game, the Indianapolis Colts travel up north to take on the Buffalo Bills. Will, you got your wish. You wanted to see Phillip uh, Rivers make the playoffs in what could be his last year. Well, Will, the Colts at 11-5 got him in, taking on the upstart Buffalo Bills, 13-3. and It's crazy, 13-3, and and they're the number two seed. Will, we'll start with you, pal. How do you see – what's your thoughts – on this game. We'll pick the game at the end, but yeah. what's your thoughts, Colts at Bills? I personally, you know, everybody's hyping up the Bills right now. They're they're a good story, but 
know, their defense right now to me, everybody's hyping up the the offense right now with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs being over there. And they're, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They have the number two ranked over in the league. The problem is with me, it, it relies on their defense and their secondary. And if they can stop teams on third down, that's the main thing for me. And if you look at everything right now with Indy, I like Indy with their top 10 offense. They have a top 10 defense. And they're balanced in their passing and rushing attack, ranked 11 overall, respectively, in, in, in said uh, categories. But with that said, you know, the Bills have won seven of their last eight games, and all seven wins have been by 10-plus points. I'm expecting this game to be much closer than that, and especially with Philip Rivers being in that quarterback, wanting to go out there and uh, be, that, be that guy to, to get a Super Bowl. I think that could definitely be the case. And, look, Frank Reich is the fifth head coach in the last 30 seasons to face the team that drafted that drafted them in the playoffs and three of the previous four have lost to their respective teams. So, you know, it, it's crazy. And, you know, the Bills, they're home. First, first time they've had a home playoff game in a long time. The fans are hyped up with COVID, you know, dealing with all that stuff. But, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a closer game. And, you know, the Bills have lost six straight playoff games. Can they break that streak? So we'll definitely see what happens there. And also, you know, the Colts have won four of their last five games, scored 24-plus points in each game. Like I said, this game's going to be really, really close. So, you know, Sean, Phil, who do you guys have as far as, like, you know, players to look out for and such for, for this game? I think this has the potential to be the best game of the six game slate. I really, really do because the Bills are a great story. You would hate to see them lose in the first game of the first round, but you're kind of pulling rivers. You kind of want them to get a chance to win a ring and stuff like that. Um, I think the Bills have to be careful because well, exactly what you said, the Colts are very balanced. Jonathan, if it wasn't for Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, a major swing uh, rookie of the year because he had a great, great year, but he also threw the ball. T.Y., he came back to life. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., um, he had a pretty good year, and they used the tight ends pretty, pretty well. And, of course, they have a very underrated offensive line. With the Bills, right. it's all about can they run the ball. We know what Josh did with his arm and his legs. Stephon Diggs had an amazing year. I'm pretty sure he's going to get some MVP, MVP votes. That's how great of a year he, he had. But the Bills struggled all season to run the ball with Zach Moss and with Devin Singletary and with DeForest, sorry, DeForest Buckner in the trenches. Can they run the ball on him and Houston and those other guys? So it's going to be very interesting to see, Phil. I think it's a tale of two quarterbacks. Can't, you know, Phillip Rivers aging, you know, he's getting up there. Father time is undefeated. He's coming to Buffalo. It's it's gonna be cold. Can can he can he withstand that? Can his throwing arm withstand the, the, the temperature, the, the temperature change? Because he's been playing eight indoors for eight games. You know what I mean? So can can yep. the Colts withstand and 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 for people who think, oh, that's 
what, what are you talking about? If you've ever, if you've never played in cold weather, it is really, it is a really difficult thing to do. It's brutal. It, it's it's horrible. One of the worst games I ever played was a snowstorm that had hail in it. You can't do the same things that you would normally do if it's like a night like tonight. So are are they going to can a can a indoor team? And this is a thing that's always always a question in the NFL anyway. Can an indoor team we don't know what the weather's going to be like just yet, but can an indoor team survive you know, the, the weather that's going to be in Buffalo. Now, if it's, if it's a night like tonight and all things are equal, all right, maybe I give the edge to the Colts. On the flip side, which Josh Allen are you going to see? Now, Josh Allen has garnered some, some thoughts that he could, he, he could be the, he could win a, a, the MVP. Like he's in consideration for how he played, but do we get, the MVP Josh Allen, or do we get the Josh Allen that played against the Texans last year in the playoffs? So which Josh Allen are you getting? Can the Bills stop the run? Can they stop Jonathan Taylor? So these are these are these are questions that have to be answered, but I think there's more. It's a Cinderella, like Sean said, it's kind of like a Cinderella story. And it's hard to think that like Buffalo is a Cinderella story and nobody circles the wagon like Buffalo, but with the defense that Indy has, will it be too much for Josh Allen? And the, uh, I, that's the question that needs to be answered. Uh, if I, you want me to just go with my pick? If, if no, that's what no, we're doing? No, 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 I don't know. No, 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 okay, 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 okay. Put that down. All right, so moving on to the second game on Saturday, the Rams at the Seahawks. Jared Goff may be back, may not be back with the broken thumb. Cooper Cup was taken off the COVID list, so he'll be back. I swear, all these NFC West teams will robbery games. Rams, Seahawks, uh, uh, robbery. Seattle and San Fran, robbery. Rams and San Fran. So this year we get the Rams at Seattle. They were just there two weeks ago for the division, and they lost. Will, what's your take on this game, pal? Uh, I don't think that it's going it, to – Jared Goff with him, I would definitely take the Rams here just because of the fact that – and listen, I like Russell Wilson. I had them as, my, I believe, my one of my picks to go to the Super Bowl. I know I had the Chiefs, Seahawks, Super Bowl, everything like that. Yep, but man. with everything going on, man, you know, the, the Rams have the number one ranked defense. And, yes, the Rams are a – Jekyll and Hyde team when it comes to that. And make no mistake, the Rams have the 11th ranked offense in the league with the 13th ranked passing offense and the 10th ranked uh, rushing offense as well. But no Jared Goff, this is going to be so hard for their backup to go in there and try and win this game. The Seahawks, they have Russell Wilson, they have those guys, and Pete Carroll knows how to go out there and coach them up. And you know, with that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this one short and sweet because if Jared Goff was in here, it would be different. But for their backup, and I know there was some instances in some wild card games that some backups did perform well, but I don't know about this one. So I'm gonna stay as far far away from that. You know, the Rams have scored fewer than 24 points and have fewer than 340 yards in each of their last four games. 
a la their backup quarterback situation too. And their defense, like I said, it's great. The Rams have held their opponents to fewer than 20 points in eight games this season. That's the second most such games in the NFL. And, you know, you got to stop DK Metcalf, right? I think because the fact that the defense is going to be out there for the Rams too much, I think that might be a little bit of a, of a problem here. But DK Metcalf of the Seahawks leads the NFL in reception yards on deep passes this season, 480 but has not had a deep reception since week 12. I think that break this weekend coming up. So, well, this is definitely one of those games that you want to stay away from as far as looking at everything goes, but it's definitely an interesting game to say the very least. Yeah, like if you're placing bets, stay far away from this game because who knows how the hell it's going to go. Will, yep. this is Jalen uh, Ramsey versus DK part three. Ramsey has gotten the better of him in the head-to-head the first two times they split the regular season matchups. But, Will, I disagree slightly. The, I don't think the Rams are a Jekyll and Hyde team. I think Jared Goff is a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback because the rest of that team gets passing grades across the board. Can they stop the run? Yes. Can they rush the passer? Yes. Can they catch the ball? Yes. Can they run the ball? Yes. The guy that kicks for them, um, uh, Matt Gay, he can make kicks. The rest of that team is very good. But Jared Goff has not recovered from the Super Bowl. When Bill Belichick schemed and stopped Jared Goff, and Jared Goff ain't know what to do that whole game. The defense played lights out. The offense was just that, that bad. I think Jared Goff is going to try and give it a go, even with the even with the thumb. But I think that's going to be very interesting to see because if Jared Goff plays, it's well, it's well, it's almost like Phil said. Sometimes you you just need guys to be okay. I don't need the superstar. I just need you to not fuck it up. Just be okay. This these two teams are so closely matched. The Rams can get away with a win on the road if Jared Goff is just okay. So we shall see. What you uh, what you think about this game, Phil? Similar to what I said about Josh Allen, which first of all is Jared Goff going to is Jared Goff going to be able to play? Right. Is he going to be able to play at a high level? Um, those those are questions that we will we'll have to wait to see further into the further into the week. But if he's able to play, what kind of effectiveness is he? Because if he can, if he can play at the level that he's played at at, por- at portions during the season, I worry about that Seattle defense. That is not a very good defense whatsoever. I don't care if Jamal Adams is on the field. Just because he's on the field, they're not that good. Like I think people need to start to really understand that he's a good player, but the team itself, the defense itself is not right. that good. So which type of which type of Jared Goff are you getting? Now, if he can't go, then there's no there's no conversation about this game. Uh, you know, J- John Walford is his name. That's a great story, good for you, you know, but I don't think I don't think he's there he can do enough against Russell Wilson. Because that offense, that offense is explosive when you talk about Metcalf and Lockett and Carson and then and, and Wilson himself. Like he was, he was at one point in time a MVP candidate. And if you take away Metcalf, okay, 
Russell Wilson has done more with less his entire career. You still got to stop Lockett. You still got to stop more. You still got to stop all these boys. So can if, if, if golf isn't playing, can the defense hold up long enough? I have played on, I, I haven't played in the NFL, obviously, but I have played on my fair share of teams where the offense does not do what it needs to. And then after a while, the defense can play 50 great minutes, but in those 10, but give up points because after a while you start to break down. So it'll depend on the quarterback play for this game for me. But I, I think, you know, I would, like you guys said, I would say far, far. And I don't even bet. I don't understand betting. I don't, I've, I've had people explain lines and, and shit to me so many times. I still don't get yeah. it, but Same. I would say far, far, yeah. far away from this. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely will too. Last game on Saturday, guys. Top Tampa Bay, Tom Brady back in the playoffs, guys. What's new? Brady back in the playoffs with the Bucks. They traveled to up north to Washington to take on the AFC champs, Washington football team. Some people saying this could be the worst game of the few. I disagree because no, like I disagree too. Like Will Phil, like Will pointed out to me on a show a couple weeks back. I didn't know that the number one passing defense in the NFL were the Washington football team. And as we know, Tom Brady is a statue. If the Bucks O-line does not come to play, Chase Young and Montez Sweat and those boys can't get after him. And offensively, it's like I uh, it's, it's like I say, Alex Smith, he's very safe. He's very safe. He, he's not going to lose you the game. So, Will, what's your take on Tampa and Washington? I think this is going to be a fun game, really, believe it or not. I know people want to look at the offense for the, the Washington football team ranked 30th, and they're passing and rushing attack ranked 25th and 26th, respectively. But their defense is just so fun to watch. And, and Sean, you said it the best with uh, Chase Young going out there and just uh, being a wrecking ball in his rookie year. And I think it, it, he's going to prove a lot of people here that that he is worthy of that two overall selection. But what I've ultimately seen is that when players like Chase Young ultimately open up their mouth, guys like Tom Brady have a field day. And when you look at it and you look at Tom Brady, he has more career playoff wins, 30, than the Washington franchise in general, 23. Alex Smith is the first Washington quarterback to win five straight starts since Robert Griffin III in weeks 11 through 17 to 2012. He won the Rookie of the Year that year. And the Bucs, they put up the points. They scored 24-plus points in seven straight games. That's the longest such streak in franchise history, including the playoffs. And the football team is 5-1 and one in games with Alex Smith as their starting quarterback this season, 2-8 and eight with all others. So Alex Smith is there antic but Tom Brady is one in three versus the NFC East in the playoffs you want to count the two Super Bowls you know against the Giants which they're counting right there and the Philadelphia Eagles and you know he went up against the Philadelphia Eagles back in Super Bowl 39 and one so that's your one in three record right there <laughs> but uh no make no mistake about it man I think this is going to be a really really interesting game I think this is going to be a real close game. Both teams have great defenses, respectively. And listen, we know how great 
the Buccaneers' passing attack is. They're ranked second overall. Their rushing attack. If they can't, if they can't run the ball against the football team, this is going to be something else to say because this isn't Bill Belichick's style of offense with Josh McDaniels there. Although they had the talented wide receivers out on out there along with Gronkowski and OJ Howard, but make no mistake, I think uh, this is going to be a really close game. Sometimes. Players write a check that they can't cash. And with Chase Young, I know he's going to cash cash his check. But will that secondary cash a check? Like you said, will Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Cameron Bree, and, the, and their backs, Ronald Jones, Leonard, uh, uh, Fournette, and guess who was act? I guess who's going to be active for for the playoffs? I forgot the Bucks had Lashawn McCoy. <laughs> He's just another guy that didn't play the whole that. year. He didn't play the whole year, but they yeah. did that on purpose. Keep him fresh. Keep him loose. He's going to be fresh legs, ready to roll. So I think it's going to be a tough game for Washington, but for Tampa, Alex Smith is so safe that you could rush and he's going to audible to the perfect play and stuff like that. So it's going to be a very, very fun game. What do you think, Phil? I'm going to completely disagree with the both of you. I think this is going to be a wash. Um, the, the NFC East champions, great story. Congratulations, Alex Smith. Comeback player of the year, comeback player of the decade, century, comeback player of all of NFL. But I'm sorry, this game, I think it'll. It, I think the 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 Washington football team will be able to hang on for maybe maybe a half, and then after a while, it's gonna it, it's gonna fall apart. That he could be, he was barely able to finish the Eagles game. I'm pretty sure. Todd Bowles is going to empty the playbook on Alex Smith. He's going to probably end up knocking Alex Smith out of the game, and then Heineke is going to come in, and then the wheels are going to fall off. I expect this to be very similar to the uh, the game against the Lions where the, the Buccaneers just route um, late. So I don't, I don't even think this is up for debate. I think this is the worst matchup of the weekend. You know what's funny, Phil? I could I could see that happening. If Alex Smith isn't healthy and, and they gotta go to Tyler Heineke, Heneke, Penske, whatever. <laughs> if they have to go to him, then I think it's gonna be a long day. But if Alex Smith could do a little something, I think they're gonna play time control ball, try and run the ball and try to shorten the game. So we see what happens there. And that's what I worry about. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't I, I Todd Bowles is going to get after him is going to get after Alex Smith and Alex Smith almost got benched in the game on Sunday against the Eagles. I think it's I think it, it could get ugly quickly because he can't move. So I don't know. I, I just I don't see I don't see. Go ahead. One, thing, Go ahead Will. one thing on the on the football team. The football team is the first team since the 2013 Seattle Seahawks to allow 20 points or fewer in each of the last seven games of a regular season. So that's pretty incredible right there, given what has happened with this team, with this franchise. But Bill, you have a good point with Alex Smith, man. You know, 
can he go out there and, and play? You know, it's almost like the Moneyball situation. You know, they're a great story. And then once they reach the postseason, uh, you know, you get hit in the face, you get hit in the mouth. And the next thing you know, oh, that's it. And it's, it's like that. But, you know, football is a funny game. And we, we saw something like this back in 10 when the Super Bowl champion Saints went to Seattle and they went up against the Seahawks and Marshawn Lynch had himself that great game in which he was barreling over defenders left and right. And that Seattle team, they found a way with 12th man in the, with the fans in the stands, but different set of circumstances now, no fans in the stands for the football team. And football team doesn't even have, you know, their Marshawn Lynch really to go out there and run the ball, but I see where you're coming from, but I personally, like I said with Sean, I think this is going to be a close game, and if if it does come to that, we'll see what happens there uh, come Saturday with the Buccaneers and Washington for sure. They don't have their Marshawn Lynch, and they don't have their Matt Hasselbeck. It's I don't I don't think I think this is going to get ugly quick. They they don't have it. Great story. Congratulations. And then when you get to the plays, get to the playoffs, it's congratulations you played yourself. You don't belong here. We'll see. It, it could it could definitely be. It yeah. Could, it, it could definitely be close. Fellas, moving fellas, uh, moving on to Sunday first game, Baltimore Ravens in a rematch of not only the playoff game last year but a regular season game this year. Baltimore travels to Tennessee to take on my Tennessee Titans. Fellas, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. I'm very, very nervous for two things. As you should be. Baltimore, they are on fire at the right time. How many times have we seen, and will me and you and Phil, big time hockey fans, how many teams have, how many times have we seen the hottest hockey team at the end of the year win the whole thing? And it happens a lot. And Baltimore, they're playing hot at the right time. Titans struggled against a four-win Houston team just to clinch the division. The only bright side is Derrick Henry, 2,027 yards, only the ninth man in history to run for 2,000 yards. And three of those nine have been Titans running back you, baby. But anyway, Will, what's your take on this game that I am very nervous that I have to watch Sunday at 1 o'clock? As you should be, Sean, since you're – Fan of the Titans, they have the 20 ranked, 28th ranked total defense in the league. The Ravens have the seventh ranked defense, so I'm not expecting any high scoring affair at all whatsoever. Uh, the 2000 Rams are the only team to allow more points per game, 29.4, than the 2020 Titans, 27.4, among the 589 teams to make the playoffs in the Super Bowl era. The Ravens have averaged 14.5 points per game in two playoff games with Lamar Jackson as their starter, 30.6 in regular season uh, games that Jackson starts. And look, man, listen, Derrick Henry, he can't be stopped. You're right. He has averaged 126 yards rushing uh, in the playoffs in his career. That's the second most in the playoffs in NFL history, minimum five games. Look, you know what? With everything that's been said, this is the fifth meeting between the Titans and the Ravens. And the the road team is four and zero in the previous four matchups. Sean, you know, I, I don't think you wanted to hear that one, but again, anything can happen on any given Sunday. And uh, you know, 
you look at everything right now with this with this game, you know, it's going to come down to realistically who wants it more. I think it's it's going to be the Ravens because of the fact that I'm going to say that right there right now because of the fact that they have a bad taste in their mouth after what happened to them last year and what happened to them uh, this season. So with that said, I, I know we we I know I wrote off the the Ravens at what was it when everybody had COVID back at Thanksgiving, things weren't looking good. They didn't have uh, Ingram there. So, you know, they wound up finding a way to win. And that's what Lamar Jackson is. He, he is an MVP for a reason. So he is the fifth reigning MVP to get a playoff rematch against the team to defeat them in the playoffs the previous season. The MVP lost each of their four such matchups. And also here is a fun fact for you, Sean. Ryan Tannehill has more passing touchdowns and a higher passer rating than the last two NFL MVPs since he became the Titans starter in week seven of 2019. And final fact here, the Ravens allowed 18.9 points per game this season. That's the second fewest in the NFL. The Titans, they've averaged 30.7. So that's very drastic. That's the fourth most in the NFL right there. So I know it's a mouthful and a, and a lot of marbles right there to, uh, to play with. But, hey, make no mistake about it, this is going to be a very close game. This is going to be one of the more interesting games to watch uh, this uh, this Sunday for sure. What do you think, Phil? And to go opposite of what I just said about um, football team and Buccaneers, I do think this is the best game of the weekend. Um, I'm kind of surprised that given this is starting to become like that rivalry, right? This is starting to become like that 49ers, Dallas Cowboys type rivalry, slowly but surely, like one of those out of out of division type rivalries. So I think it's going to be a close game. The thing that worries me about the Titans is their pass defense. It is, it is very suspect. And the thing that worries me about the Ravens is the Titans exposed Lamar Jackson. And they've not, they not only did it once, they've done it twice. So can they go for the hat trick? I think ultimately this is the, the one of the hardest things. And Will, I don't know if you know this phrase, but one of the hardest things to do in sports is to beat a team three times. So I wonder if they go into this, like obviously Tennessee is going to go into this game prepared because they look very prepared and all that type. They look very prepared every week. So do the Ravens. So I wonder if they go in with that sense of overconfidence because they beat them last year in a big spot when, when the Ravens were the number one seed. And then again, they beat them. They were able to beat them earlier this year. And so I wonder if that, that psyche plays a role, but like Sean alluded to the very interesting thing about the Ravens is they had got hot at the right time and in sports, especially when it comes to the playoffs, sometimes it does the regular season. It's just kind of like, let's get through it to get to the second season. But if you get hot at the right time, that can that can propel you to a championship. That's how the yep. Giants were able 
That's how the Giants won those two Super Bowls. Yeah, they lost to the Patriots in, in 07 in that regular season game, but they played them down to the wire. They got hot at the right time. They did it again in 11 or, or 2011, whatever season that was. But conversely, we also saw one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest like Super Bowl upsets, or not even upsets, but like a team that should have been to the Super Bowl. It was the Dallas Cowboys all those years ago when they were 13 and three, but they went into the playoffs losing, I think, two two or three straight, and then they were a first-round exit. So the most dangerous team that you could play is a team that's getting hot at the right moment. So I do think this will be – I do think this will end up being a close game. And the two questions I have is, can the Titans expose uh, Lamar Jackson again? And can the Ravens expose the Tennessee Titans' pass defense? Real, real quick um... – so I heard and understand this game comes down to Lamar. And to me, Lamar, is it just comes down to him. Our defense was bad when we played them in the regular uh, season. And he did not take advantage at all. And Derrick Henry did not have his patented great game. He just had that long run in to bring it to overtime and then that long run in overtime. And that was the game. Like, like, like that made his stats look better than what they were. If Lamar Jackson plays like Lamar Jackson can play, Will Phil, this game is over. I will be heartbroken Sunday uh, afternoon. So I think it really comes down to him. Also, after Derrick Henry embarrassed them last year, that's why you saw the Ravens trade for Calais Campbell and sign Derrick Wolf. They knew they got beat up in the trenches last year. And they, I'm, guys, I'm telling you, they made those two moves for this game. I hope Arthur Smith has a game plan because if he if if he plans to run Derrick Henry 30, 35 times, it's not going to work. Moving on to the second game, uh, uh, quickly, guys. The Saints they host the Chicago Bears. Will real real quick, what's your thoughts on this game, pal? You know, I just look at the Bears right now, and I say to myself, how do they get over here after their season that they had? They're 8-8, eight and eight, 500 teams. And they got to go up against the Saints over in New Orleans. Hey, make no mistake about it. The Bears has a really good defense, ranked 11th overall. Their total offense, though, however, ranked 26th. And I'm going to keep this one short and sweet here with you guys because the Saints are hungry. They are one of those teams that have been – you talk – about the Ravens this year. How about the Saints the past couple of years with some of the playoff uh, some of the playoff heartbreaks that they've had over the course of time? And I think that this this group, and I said it in our previous show, Sean, when we were talking with, with real fans, real talk, you know, they're one of those teams that had the like like the Falcons, they just could not how many times can they dip themselves in the well and then say, okay, you know, we're so close. We're going to get back there. We're going to get back there with Drew Brees. And this might be Drew Brees' last season. So the Bears made the playoffs without a top 10 scoring defense for the first time since the 1977 season. Uh, the Bears have defeated one team with a winning record this season. That was Tampa Bay in week five. Drew Brees is 5-0 and with 10 passing touchdowns and zero interceptions versus the Bears over the last 10 seasons. 
and real quick here, the Bears are the ninth team to finish 500 and earn a wild card berth. The previous eight such teams are two and six in their first playoff game. So realistically, right there, you know, it's crazy what's going on. And the Bears have lost six straight games versus the Saints. Their last win was back in Week 15 of the 2008 season. I was a freshman in college at that point in time. Crazy times right there. And the Saints are one of three teams to average 28 points per game in the playoffs since 2006, first season under head coach Peyton. And Michael Thomas, this guy is a one of the better receivers in the league, if not the best, has averaged 98.6 yards reception reception yards per game, excuse me, in the playoffs in his career, the third most yards per game in the playoffs, in playoff games in NFL history, minimum of five games. So, you know, we'll see what happens, man, in this middle plate. Right. Well, I'm sorry, Phil. Bears are going to get washed. They are lucky because there's the seventh seed and the NFC East was so bad. I don't even think this is, this is going to be a laugher. The second worst game of the playoff. Um, wow. Disappointing, disappointing that this is the four o'clock game. I wouldn't even waste my time watching this. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think the Bears stand a chance. Yeah, the Bears defense is, is not as good as it was. I think they could keep it close. I think Mitchell Trubisky, because, guys, the Saints defense has been extraordinary this year. Mitchell Trubisky, I think he's going to have to use his legs because they're going to key, key in on Allen Robinson. They're going to key in on Devin uh, Montgomery. I think it's up to Mitchell Trubisky to use his legs, like extend the play or, you know, don't, you know, hold him to the ball, pat it, pat it, use your legs and get those, I'm saying, uh, yards because I think the defense will do their part to a point but well it's I mean but Phil it's like you said if the offense don't help the defense the defense is eventually going to break so we'll see what happens there how long how how long can you use your legs for exactly after a while after a while once you're down you're just you're helping the other team right so we, we we shall see. I think the Bears have a puncher's chance, but I think that's just it. I think the Saints, especially Michael Thomas, is supposed to come back now. So we'll see what happens with, with them. Guys, before we make our picks for these games, the last playoff game, Sunday night, the Browns are at Pittsburgh AFC North. Third time they're meeting. They just met last week in Cleveland. Big Ben did not play. He was rusted. He's back again. The Browns won't have Kevin Stefanski and a couple coaches and a couple players, including the longest tenured Brown, Joel Batonio, because he tested positive for COVID yesterday. That sucks that he can't play and Stefanski can't coach. Will, Browns at Pittsburgh, last game of the playoff weekend. How do you see this one, Bell? I think this is going to be another, this is going to be an interesting game, right? Browns haven't been to the postseason since 2002. The Steelers, year in and year out, they always have good teams and they always find a way to make it to the postseason. But there's always that heartbreak uh, in between over there. So the Steelers, they have a top five defense, third ranked overall, passing offense, 15th in the league. And 
and they're a total offensive choice. So that offsets the 32nd uh, rushing attack right there. That's what the Steelers have at that point in time. The the Browns, on the other hand, to me, they are one of those teams that, you know, they, it always rides with Baker. They always try and find a way with Baker Mayfield there in school. And it showed in the past couple of games, you know, last the last week prior against the Jets, obviously, and against the Jets, they tried to find a way to go out there and do it. Uh, you know, this is going to be one of those games where I feel like it's going to be closer than a lot of people imagine. But no Stefanski being there due to COVID, right? That's pretty scary, not having your head coach there due to this whole virus. So it's crazy. Pounds' last road win in Pittsburgh was in week five of 2003. Baker Mayfield was eight years old. Crazy, crazy. I was just turning 13 then at that point in time. The Steelers is 35-7-1 versus the Browns since 2000. Tied for most wins by any team versus a single opponent in that span. Here's a playoff fact. The Browns have not won a playoff game since 1994, the fourth longest active streak in the NFL. Bill Belichick was the head coach. Uh, Saban, I think Nick Saban, was the defensive coordinator. You got to protect the quarterback here. The Steelers have allowed 14 sacks this season. The fewest allowed in a single season on 650-plus pass attempts in the Super Bowl era. So that's pretty amazing right there. And listen, the drought's over. Like we said, Cleveland is the third team in the Super Bowl era to break a playoff drought of over 15 seasons. Each of the previous two teams lost their first playoff game. And, you know, I'm going to leave it off like this. Cleveland averaged 148 yards rushing per game this season. That's the third most in the NFL. Pittsburgh allowed 158 yards rushing in divisional games, most by eventual playoff team versus division opponents since the 2006 Colts. They wound up winning the Super Bowl. Not saying that, you know, the Steelers or the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, but that's just a little footnote right there. And taking care of the ball, guys. Baker Mayfield streak of 127 passes without an interception entering the game on Sunday is the longest active streak among quarterbacks in the playoffs this season. So this is going to be a real interesting game right here, guys, and something that, you know, people don't look at those stats, but I do. And, you know, seeing everything that's going on right now, I personally would love to watch this game because this is smash mouth football. You talk about the Bengals going up against the Steelers, guys. Back in the day, the Ravens going up against the Steelers. This is fun going to see a franchise and a, and a fan base that's been craving football, playoff football for the longest time in the Cleveland Browns, especially with their storied history dating back all the way to the 50s. Although this is the revamped version, because remember, the Baltimore Colts wound up becoming the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, excuse me. Wow, I'm going fucking haywire here at this point. <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy right there to say the very least. It's gonna be fun. So, with this game, if if Stefanski isn't there, that's obviously a huge deal. But the Browns have to run the ball. You have two of the two of probably the best, two of the top 10, 15 backs in the league in Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. You gotta 
use those guys. You got to play Smash Mouth. Not having Batonio at guard is going to suck, but I still think you have to find a way to, to run the ball, Smash Mouth the ball, and I think you have to have balance on all. Defensively, Olivier Vernon, I think it was his Achilles. He tore it um, in the game last week, so he's out. So that's a big loss for them because now the Steelers yep. could just focus on Miles Garrett on the other side. Um, and you know, saying, and for the Steelers, can they run the ball? Because everybody in the world knows that they, that you're gonna throw the ball with Juju and uh, Claypool and Deontay Johnson and Ebron. Can James Conner and or Benny Snell give you anything in the run game? If they can, will I? Th- I mean, sorry, Phil. I think this will be a game that's not close. Uh, if the Steelers can dictate the game flow, I think they're gonna run the Browns out of the building, similar to how they did, I think it was week six. Um, but I mean, yeah, so I think the Browns only shot is to run the ball, control the tempo, have balance on all, keep the Steelers guessing, because this Steelers defense isn't what it's been in the past. But what do you think, Will? You know what's interesting about the Steelers and Browns? You know how in the NFL, there are just certain teams for whatever reason, like, they don't match up well against one another. So like to give an example, the Jets, they're oh, I think they're 0 and 11 against the Philadelphia Eagles. For whatever reason, they yeah. cannot beat the Eagles. I feel like this is the same thing with the Browns. You uh Will, you said it. They're 35-7 and 1. That is that that tells me obviously I know the Browns have been bad for for forever. But that just tells you, like, they for whatever reason, they don't match up well against the Steelers. So I think this is another situation where they're not going to be able to match up well against the Steelers. There's there is no reason for me to believe that they'll be able to match up well against the Steelers because they almost lost to them last week when there were no starters in the game, basically. And then the ones, and then this year when they played them earlier in the season, they basically got run out of the building. So I don't think, and and losing your head coach, your play caller, that's that's tough. If the Browns get behind by two two scores, they're gonna start to throw, and we know what happens when Baker Mayfield has the game on his shoulders. You know what happens. We've seen it time and time again. If he needs to throw 40, 50 times, the Browns ain't going to win. But if he needs to throw 28, 35 times and they're running the ball, they've got a shot. But I don't – because because the, the Steelers know that the Browns have to run in order to win, it's much easier to just key in on that than to worry about defending the pass. If you can stop the run and this guy, and every time he throws for more for, for 40, 50 times a game, they lose, you stop the run, this game is over. So I think, in, in my heart of hearts, I think this is just one of those bad matchups for the Browns. If they were playing anybody else, I'd give them more of a shot. But the Steelers are in their head and there's nothing they can do about it. They live rent free in the Browns' head. I was just, I was just about to say that, Phil. AKA, they live rent free. So we shall see what happens there.
before we make picks, Will, I finally added the, up all the picks for 17 weeks. You won. I did. You won. The final picks came like this. Will, it was it was really, really close, though. I went 160-95-1. You went 156-99-1. So I only won by four. Next season, Will, we will bet something, a dinner, a steak, something we will bet. But I am the champ. You definitely can. I you I am want in on it. Um, this yeah. yeah, let's do it. Vegas, Vegas, Phil. Like I tell this to Will all the time. Vegas needs to hire us. One sixty ninety five and one, and Will went one fifty six ninety nine and one. Me and out of two hundred fifty six games, we picked one fifty six and one sixty five correct. That's hard to do, man. <laughs> That's hard to do. A little so, over fifty percent. Shout out to me uh, and you, Will. So, guys, three games a Saturday, three games Thank you. Uh, Sunday. Will, I'll start with you, then Phil, and then me. Will, Coach at Bills, how do you see this one playing out, pal? Who you got? It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a very close game. Uh, I think this might be, honestly, like the best of the Saturday games at this point. No and doubt. No doubt. I, 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 I'm happy for the Buffalo fans, you know, Buffalo has their, you know, their little thing going on, their little swoon with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and they're believing and as they should, they should, they should be, but you have a guy that's in Phil Rivers and this team that's constructed right now with everything that's in place, they are a well balanced and a well balanced group at that. So, with that said, and it doesn't matter having 6,600 6, people in the stands because if Governor Cuomo is going to be there, uh, I think he's going to be a mush. But if not, I think the, the Colts are going to win this game either way. It's going to be really close. I think Philip Rivers is on, is on to something. He's going to hoist a Lombardi trophy at some point before he retires. So I really firmly believe that. So give me the Colts here. This might be the special run that the Colts figure a way to win. Phil? All in all, Bill's second best team in the AFC, maybe even the second best team in the NFL. They, last week against the Dolphins, the game that they didn't even need to win, went out and absolutely embarrassed their division rival. I think they are playing some of the best football in the league. It's a great story. Good job, Colts. Good job, Phillip Rivers, getting in the playoffs. But I think your time is done. I see this. Uh, give me Buffalo. They win by, I don't know, 10, 13 points, something like that. Maybe a shootout early and then the, the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bills pull away. Well, I'm going to agree with you, Pat. I think the, I think the com the more complete team is are the Colts, and Philip Rivers obviously has way more playoff experience than Josh Allen. It's only going to be 36 and sunny, uh, Saturday afternoon, so it's going to be cold, but not like 10 degrees or 15 degrees. So, I think the Colts are going to run the ball, and I think play action. Yes, I know the Bills have Tredavious White and Josh um, uh, Norman, but 
even the greatest corners get beat on play action. So I'm, I'm going to take the Colts. And probably a game that goes into overtime. It won't shock me at all if it does. Will the 4 o'clock game Rams at Seattle? Obviously, we're unsure if golf will play. Well, I think he is. So let's go. Let's have the impression that he does well. Rams at Seahawks. Who you got? I'm going to keep this one short and sweet here. I like the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson is that guy. He's a playoff performer. He's tested. He's proven. Uh, having DK Metcalf there, and listen, I know Jared Goff is definitely a difference maker, but if that backup quarterback is going to be in there, uh, it is not going to be pretty. And, yes, I know they have that great number-ranked defense. There's something about Russell Wilson in the postseason, man, and he's always hungry. So give me Seattle at home. Phil? We're assume- you said we're assuming that um... – Go there. That uh, yeah. Give me Seattle. Just short and sweet. Give me Seattle. Yeah, clean sweep across the board. Like, like Will likes to say. I think so too. I think Seattle. Even even if golf plays, bro, you're throwing off a broken thumb on your throwing hand. I mean, it's it's gonna be hard, and it just sucks because the Rams have every other component that you want on a championship team, but golf just not the guy and then the thumb makes it worse. It ain't their year this year. Yeah, right. Phil, I, I, uh, Phil, me and Will already know that you're taking Tampa over Washington. Oh, yeah. Will, Tampa or Washington, Phil? And how can you bet against Tom Brady, right? How can you bet it against Tom Brady? And this, this has, you know, like everybody's sleeping on Washington. This has the the feel of that 2010 game of the Seattle Seahawks and the like I said before the New Orleans Saints. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go upset here. I'm gonna go Washington football team. I really do. I'm gonna go Washington football team here with the upset, just because of the fact that Alex Smith, everything like that, and if they if Tampa Bay, you know, if they get their if they can't get their offensive line straight, you know, those guys are gonna have a field day. I personally would like to see uh, the football team have some sort of, you know, a Cinderella moment, if you will, if that makes any sense. So I'm definitely feeling them being at home. I like the football team in this situation here. It's going to be a very close game, but give me the football team. Well, I agree. I think it's going to be a close game, but I agree with Phil. I think it'll be close for like at halftime, two and a half quarters. And then I think Tampa Bay doesn't blow blow it open in the second half, but I think the football team, I think if it was just Evans and Godwin, they could contain them. Antonio Brown, his last three games, he's been on fire, on fire. He had 11 catches and two touchdowns this past uh, Sunday. So I think he could be a major role in, in this game. So give me Tampa to move on. Guys, transitioning to Sunday, I'm going to be watching nervously, but, you know, with optimism, Baltimore winners of five straight, five straight, coming into Titans, take on the AFC champ, Titans. Phil, let's start the Sunday games with you, pal. Ravens at Titans. Who you got? Um... 
this 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 one is the toughest to to predict because I think these teams are so evenly matched. Even though the Titans don't have the greatest secondary, Lamar is not the greatest passer, so that's almost a wash. They both run the ball super effective, so that's a wash. the The Ravens use you know seventeen guys to run the ball. The, and, you know, the Titans, they use Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill has, has, legs. has really emerged as, 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 the rushing quarter, as a rushing quarterback. We don't think of him as that. So even though I, I, even though I think that there are more things going, even though the Ravens are coming in hot, I think I'm going to have to go Tennessee. Bombshell. Don DeMarco as the drop goes. <laughs> Wilf, what's your take about Ravens at my Titans? Oh, man. Sean, I hope you have nails at the end of this game because it's going to be a nail biter. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Titans, though, very great. They have that great balance on, on offense, but their defense, man, just scares me with, with how many points they've been given up. And they've had such big leads during the regular season only to blow them uh, during the course of the year. Uh, I'm going to have to go Ravens here. I can't picture the Ravens losing, you know, three games in a row to the Titans, especially with what's going on. I know they have home field advantage, but they are definitely going to learn uh, from from their situation, from from so give me the Ravens here. I like the Ravens here. I'm sorry, Sean. I I, I, I am. You know, that's why they went out and they got Calais Campbell and all those guys. Like exactly. That. So I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Titans Ravens have a very storied playoff history. It's pretty much a playoff uh, rivalry at this point. But Baltimore prayed for this game. They didn't care when it came. And I think the regular season game, like I watched – um, some of that game, the Ravens played that game with revenge on their, on their mind. The, the stakes weren't as high and they got it to a good start and the Titans clawed back, clawed back and won the game. I don't think Lamar's going to have a good throwing day, but the Titans get beat with the big pass and the big, and the big run. And I, I don't think this game is going to come down to Lamar totally the Titans need to make sure that they don't let J.K. Uh, Dobbins, Gus Edwards, or Mark Ingram get loose because that's a very good three-headed attack. With all that being said, I hate picking against my team, but you know the way that I see it, I think the playoff gods have it in the favor of Baltimore. So give me the Ravens and what's probably going to be another over overtime game. Phil, I already know you're picking the Saints over the Bears. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Will, Saints Don't over... even have to worry about it. That's right. Don't even have to worry about it. Will, Saints over the Bears. Clean, short, short and sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Same, same when thing. When the Saints come met marching in. Right. That's same it. thing with me. New Orleans. The Saints as well. Phil, last but not least, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Who you got, pal? Pittsburgh by a lot. I think this is, I don't, I don't, there's just the, the, the Browns, they have too much COVID is COVID is running wild throughout their organization right now. They don't match up well 
against Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh, and I think they win by like like seventeen. Well, yeah, short and sweet too. I think I, I like the I like the Pittsburgh Steelers here uh, to keep on going on, and I think Big Ben has a lot to prove. I think the defense has something going on. Avery Williamson being that really good addition to that linebacking core from the Jets is going to help out the Steelers uh, in that way. So make no mistake, they're going to go out there, they're going to play. And my eyes right now are fixated on the Philadelphia 76ers going up against the the Washington Wizards right now. Bradley Beal is having himself an unbelievable game. So that's why the people out there that are watching this, uh, I'm focused in on uh, this other game right over here. But yes, give me Pittsburgh. Sean? Yeah, I'm going to have to take Pittsburgh as well. Clean sweep across the board. If Stefanski was there, I think the Browns would have kept it closer, but just too much. Just too, too much uh, right there. So I think it's it's going to be Pittsburgh. So the picks uh, for Saturday, uh, me and Will have the Colts. Phil has the Bills. Um, all three of us have Seattle in the four o'clock game. Me and Phil have Tampa. Will has Washington for Sunday. Me and Will have the Ravens. Phil has the Titans. The four o'clock uh, game, we all have the Saints. And the late game, we all have Pittsburgh. Fellas, real, 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 real quick. I know we got to go real quick. Just quick, quick thoughts on what we saw week 17 with the football team needing to be win and in. Doug Peterson pulls Jalen Hurts, puts in Nate Sudfeld. They were only down by six. They lost by six. And it's caused a complete uproar in New York and around the league. People saying that the Eagles should lose their six-round pick. And Joe Judge saying as long as he's not the coach, I mean, as long as he's the coach, you would never see that happen. Will, I'll start with you, pal. What was your take when you saw that and heard that going down, pal. And do you think Giants fans and people have the right to be upset? First off, for the Giants fans out there that are pissed off, be pissed off at the fact that your team is so close in so many of these games and they couldn't capitalize on a couple more of these wins. And, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. This is a non-story. This is a non-issue. Uh, you hear about the draft pick. Uh, with the Eagles and them tanking and everything like that. Hey, listen, Doug Peterson said what he said. That's it. You got to move on from it. And everybody ha- is entitled to their own opinion and they're right. But you got to look at it like this, man. Uh, it's just absolutely uh, crazy uh, that you're having this, this feud, especially in this day and age of social media. Who cares? Uh, at that point in time, the Giants should have taken care of business. Uh, being in some of these games that they were, but they didn't. And they wouldn't have been in that situation. But, you know, as far as the, uh, you know, what Joe Judge said, you know, like I said, just be better prepared and have your team go out there and play. That's pretty much about it. And, you know, for, for the Philadelphia fans, you know, being pissed off, the players should be pissed off at that fact that they were legitimate, like, they were close. They were close to winning that game, pulling it up. Set you want to see growth out of Jalen Hurts, but it's uh, it's a little, it's a little out of hand. It's a little crazy. 
it's a non-storyline at the end of the day. But I get it. I get where those players are coming from playing for pride at that point. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's it. That's all I could say about that. You know, it's a non-story. Your team could have won games, you know, and that's it. Phil? While I agree with Will, it's a non-story, there, there was a better way to handle that. First and foremost, Joe Judge, get off your holier-than-thou soapbox saying you're, you guys wouldn't do that. If the Giants are 14-2 and two going into week 17, or actually we're, gonna, what, we're going to a 17 game, so if they're 15-1 and one going into week 17 in the future and you have everything locked up, guess what? You're going to sit Daniel Jones or your quarterback or whoever. You're going to sit them. So get off your soapbox. You're going to do it. And guess what? You were a part of that culture in New England because New England sat players when it didn't matter at the end of the season. So get off the soapbox because you've already been a part of that type of culture. You do it because there's no reason to play certain players when the games don't mean nothing. Now, in terms of what Philly did, there's a better way to handle that. Start Jalen Hurts for a half, give Sudfield a half, or just don't, or just start Sudfeld for the rest of the game. And then, so, or if you want to start your starters for a couple of seasons, because at the end of the, at the end of the day, that's just another preseason. You start your starters and then slowly, but surely by each quarter, you start taking people out. So there were definitely different ways to handle it and they handled it poorly, but it's, it's a non-issue. Teams do this all the time. We celebrate tanking. We celebrate tanking. The Jacksonville Jaguars this year are going to get Trevor Lawrence because guess what they did? They tanked. Now, they didn't purposely do it. They were that bad. But guess what? They kind of purposely did it because who did they start in a majority of the games down the stretch? Mike Glennon. They could have put in Minshew, but they did not. They knew exactly what they were doing, and they made sure of it. Once they were tied with the Jets for one win, they made sure. They said, we're all set. Thank you, New York, for winning one game. Now we're going to start Mike Glennon the rest of the way. They could have put him into, but they didn't. But guess what? We celebrate that. And guess what? They're the number one job in free for head coach right now. So we celebrate that. So everybody needs to get off their high horse. And this would, be a, this would not be a story if the New York Giants were not involved. And I think we need to be honest with ourselves because if this was the Tennessee Titans, if this was the San Diego Chargers, if this was the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals that got affected, would anybody in New York give a fuck? No, they wouldn't. So every right. Giants and fans need to come off their not only, and not only, And it's not only that, but it's also the players going on to social media and saying, what the hell is this? You know, that the game is out of their control at that point in time. You had plenty of opportunities to go out there and win games. You ultimately had it. You lost. Nothing you could do about it now after watching that game on Sunday. That's it. Your season's over. You're playing golf, and that's it. You're with the Jets right now. You know, basically oh, yeah. picking the in Giants, the, the Giants team players, at that point. The Giants players, congratulations. You played yourself. You had 16 opportunities. You let 10 of them get away. I don't want to hear from you. Don't want to hear from you. Eagles players, 
have every right to be upset because it wasn't laid out to them. The plan wasn't laid out to them. So they have every right to be upset. Mm-hmm. But this is a business. Because at the end of the day, guess what? If that sixth pick helps them win the Super Bowl two years from now, they're not going to remember this shit at all. Oh, yeah. So everybody needs to off the high horse. Yeah. I, know, I, I, Go on. I don't think anybody's wrong. I know I, I could see why Giants fans are upset, but I could see what Doug Peterson did, even if he did it for the draft pick, even if he did or did or not. At the end of the day, he coached the game and he called the game how he saw fit. And again, it's like Joe Judge said, well, I mean, sorry, Phil, I know what you just said, but I think people forget the statement before what Joe Judge said. The statement before that was, well, we had 16 opportunities to not put ourselves in this mess. And that's all there is to it. The Giants had 16 chances and they only won six. That's why you're at home while Washington's getting ready to play Tampa Bay. And it sucks. I'm sorry to cut you off before you finish that. Yeah, he said that. And if he had stopped there, cool. But then he went on a a whole almost two-minute diatribe as to what all this nonsense. If he had just stopped and said, we had 16, we only got six of them, that's why we're home, cool. But then it's the holier than thou. Oh, as long as I'm here, we're not doing that. But you've done it before. You've been a part of an organization that's done it before. If he sticks to his word, I don't mind that. But but let's see. The Giants could, guys, next year the Giants could be 12-3. and three, Nothing to play for in week 17. They got the division clinch, the number one seed clinch. Let's see if they rest Daniel Jones, if they rest Saquon, if they rest Shepard and... Uh, Blake uh, Martinez, because if he does, then Joe Judge, you're not practicing what you preach. If he plays them, then by all means, that man is a man of his word. But if he doesn't, we're we're going to rewind the tape to January, whatever date that was, uh, fourth, and we're going to say, hey, listen, you said you would never do it. Now you're in a position to rest guys because that decision is both ways. You rest guys because you want them to get ready for the playoffs. You rest guys because you're trying to tank too. That decision could go both ways. So that's why I don't think anybody's wrong. But guys, awesome show. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. The playoffs. Yes, the playoffs. The playoffs, they are here. Will, we'll start with you. Any final thoughts, pal? No, no final thoughts here. Just a great show by Phil, by you, Sean, and, you know, Phil, before we go, I know you mentioned uh, how to listen to your show, Loose Thoughts, but how can the people follow yourself and how can the people follow your show, Loose Thoughts, on social media? Well, thank you, Will, for uh, pointing that out. I appreciate it. You can find us anywhere you can get podcasts, but if you have a specific way, you get us on Spotify. That's the easiest way. We're on Spotify, Google, and Apple Play uh, Podcasts. You know, check us out. We're on Instagram, loose at loose thoughts podcast. It's all no zeros, nothing. It's all spelled out phonetically. It's exactly how it sounds. Please, please check us out. Uh, let us know what you think. If you have some things that you want us to talk about, 
have some topics, you know, please let me know. Let us know. You can reach us at loose thoughts radio at gmail.com. Again, at loose thoughts radio at gmail.com. You can email us, you know, just let us let us know what you think, you know. And I thank you guys for being supporters of the loose thoughts podcast. I'm wearing the I'm wearing the sweatshirt right now. Shit is fire. You know what I mean, and um, I appreciate you guys for having me on and letting me talk my talk. Uh, this was fun. I hope we, I, I know we will do it again, but I look forward to doing it um, uh, very soon. I also wrote down what the, what everybody picks. So if you want, let me know, I'll send it to you guys. And then, you know, you guys, we can keep a running tally. I kind of want to do this through the playoffs. So if you guys will allow me, I want to make the picks with you. I don't necessarily have to be on the show unless you want me to, but I'd love to, to get to, to keep this going since I started with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's nothing you guys yeah. are gonna beat me because I'm the champ. But I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, no, sure, sure. <laughs> of I course you see. can. Of course, of course you can. <laughs> uh, no final thoughts for me. We'll see what happens. Uh, next Doing time we talk. Horn <laughs> next time we talk. Hope, hopefully, the Titans are getting ready for a divisional playoff game and not booking their tea time in the Bahamas. So, <laughs> for my wonderful co-host, William Trucci. AKA we'll see. Oh, um, breaking news not pertaining to the NFL. Just a couple of basketball notes real quick. The Heat and Boston, they were scheduled to play at 7.30. They did play the game and they're playing right now. However, Boston actually walked off the court and the Heat actually went into the locker room, talked to them. They released a joint statement and Boston decided after the fact to play the game. So we almost saw that game being postponed about what's happening today in the world, number one. And then number two, will, you know, we cheer for guys that, you know, got, get a second chance and is playing well. Markel Fultz in Philly was a bust. He goes to the Magic. He found himself, signs a contract. He's playing well, out for the season tonight, tore his left ACL. Terrible news. Terrible news for Markel Fultz and the Magic just when he was playing well. So we see what happens there. So, yes, but for my wonderful. Another another note uh, Bradley Beal scored, I believe, 61 tonight. And they lost to Philly. And they lost. (laughs) Yes, they lost lost to Philly. And on a side note there, uh, Russell Westbrook looked like he was holding his wrist. So, uh, that that might not be a good thing for the uh, Washington Wizards. So that, that's just my final thought. And my final thoughts, quick aside, looks like the Knicks might just pull this one out. They're, they're, it's, it's about There's about three minutes left. They're, this excellent basketball. I've been staring at it for the last like half hour. Um, me and my brother was talking crap, and they were down by like 20. And they came roaring back. And, you know, listen, the Nets beat the, the same Jazz team last night. But, listen, if by the end of this this 36 games, the Knicks and Nets have the same amount of wins, it's going to be a lot of questions coming. But we'll see. close. You play who's in front of you. Right. But we'll see the conversation for another day. For my yes, wonderful sir. co-host, William Chuchi, a.k.a. We'll see. And for our special guest of the Loose Starts podcast, Lord Phil. I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean on the mic. We miss you all. We love you all. Peace out.